What's up, everybody? This is Pat Flynn. You're listening to the Yellowbird Connect podcast, episode 14. We're talking to Pablo Gonzalez about networking and putting yourself out there. The main reason we started Connect is to give everyone the opportunity to do what I did. We wanted to be able to offer the real estate community, especially locally, something new, something that was fresh. And if we can help a couple people change their lives through this education. Just one person or two people coming up to me saying, man, that was awesome. Like what you put on was great. And it'd be a huge win for everyone. If you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, and review. All right. How's it going, everybody? Uh, today we're here with uh, Pablo Gonzalez, which I'm excited about because, uh, first off, he's a unique guest that we haven't had anyone quite like him before. Second off, we don't really know each other that well, so this is going to be kind of getting to know each other, very organic podcast. I think we can get a lot of value from him just in uh, what he's been doing and his background. So welcome, Pablo. Thanks, Pat. I'm uh, super pumped to be here and get to know you, my friend. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So can you... Just for me and everyone listening, just give me a quick background uh, of where you came from, what you did, where you're at now, and just uh, just a quick summary yeah, so you get a context. So, <laughs> from zero to now. Um, I am a quintessential Miamian, right? Like, my name is Pablo Gonzalez. I speak English perfectly. <laughs> I, go, I, I go back and forth between English and Spanish, no problem. Um, I was born in Venezuela. I have a Cuban dad. Moved to Miami when I was nine after living in Spain for a while. So the Venezuela, I, how long were you were you there? No, I'm the most American person in my family. Right? Like <laughs> I left Venezuela before I was two. Okay. Um, came to the U.S. for preschool. Learned English in preschool. Didn't know didn't know a word of English when I got into it. Then we left to Spain, where I enrolled in a British school where I didn't understand the Spanish or the English. Um, and had to relearn languages again. And then five years later, we moved back to Miami where I grew up. Right. So I've just always been this kind of insider outsider hybrid of every situation that I'm in because I'm the most American person in my family. Like I, I've always had a lot of friends and I've always, you know, really valued the art of human connection immediately, you know, as a, as a value add to my life. So I grew up in Miami, went to UF, graduated in 2003 when the world was under construction, went to work for a Fortune 500 company in this manager and training program. Moved me out to California without knowing anybody out there. Became the division manager of Orange County. Um, became a green building expert in 2008 when the world ended. I, um, I opted into this green building retrofit program that the state of California had sponsored. Instead of building 19 new power plants, they were teaching people how to retrofit energy efficiency. I was all set to start my own green building consulting company out there when my dad gave me a call and said, hey, you can be one out of 200 yahoos out here in Cal- out there in California doing this green building thing, or you can move back to Miami and be the guy. And by the way, I just played golf with this guy, Bill Hawley, who's developing the first lead certified high-rise in Miami, and he wants a meeting. So I was on a plane. You know, <laughs> there you go. You know, came back to Miami, started Building Conscience, which was my green building consulting company that got acquired by my biggest customer two years later, which was at the time Ariano Construction had just bought, been bought out by OHL, which is this big international construction conglomerate, um, primarily hospital building, university buildings, um, schools, big public projects, was their director of sustainability for a while. And concurrently, when I moved back to Miami, I decided to 
be a tourist in my own city and like really get involved in the city and really get to know it. So I, I started, I was part of a group that started this Habitat for Humanity Young Professionals group that we founded in 2011. And that, you know, started me in my community involvement journey, which was really where I got very deep into networking. And I, you know, after a couple of years, I got on the board of a couple of charities. I was on route to being on the board of the Economic Development Agency of Miami, which is called the Beacon Council. And then at that point, I realized, hey, you know, I'm kind of bored doing this director of sustainability thing, being this like, you know, island within this company that doesn't execute on anything that's critical. I'm just kind of handling headaches for people um, that they don't want to deal with. I want to be a business developer. And at that point, I started reaching out to developers that I wanted to get in front of. And I told them, hey, I want to have this event about the future development of Miami. I'm going to have you on stage with this politician that's on the board of one of my charities, this land use attorney that's a buddy of mine that I think would be a good value add. And I would have this like panel event interview about their event for young professionals in Miami to get you know, educated on what's coming, what's coming down the pipe. And I'm sure you're not surprised that got a lot of business, right? Like that, that I, I, I then had the audience of that, of, of, of that developer. I became a key force of business development within my own company. You were connecting people, connecting people, connecting people, adding value without really asking anything, right? Just yeah. giving them an audience, introducing them to people that they should know, putting them on stage, which I've grown to realize after my first couple of stage appearances on panels in Miami and people starting to line up to talk to me, I started realizing the power of a stage and providing a platform for people and how that creates this like, I don't want to call it a subservient dynamic, but it, it creates kind of like you become a, a, a minute celebrity for a second and people that meet you value you in an inordinate amount um, for that immediate moment and then you can capitalize on mm -hmm. them, right? So became a business developer for them. Man, I know the date, right? It was like around October 2017 at this green building conference. This developer that I was building the relationship with, having this conversation is like, oh man, I've been following this guy, Gary Vee. You got to get on it. Um, so I started listening to Gary Vee. What year was that? Uh, 2017, right? So like October 2017-ish. And at that point, listening to Gary, at first I didn't like him. You're like, still in Miami at this at point? At this point, I'm still in Miami doing business development. He... um you know, I, I hear, I start to hear Gary Vee's message about, you know, how you are at first. I didn't like him, right? Like Jets fan, abrasive, New Jersey, guy. very abrasive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I start hearing his message about how he's built his whole business and his reputation by giving more than he gets and not expecting anything in return and how it all comes back. And I'm like, this is what I've been talking about. <laughs> right. Um, so at that point, I, it, it gives me the intestinal fortitude to really take a shot, right? Like I was in between these two options. I was in between becoming the you know, VP of business development for a, another construction company in Miami that had just moved down from Atlanta and was looking for a guy of my profile or moving here to Jacksonville and partnering up with a friend of a friend that had this like software for Amazon sellers. And, you know, we had this vision of creating a community within his customer base that would then add a bunch of value and ascend people up a value ladder and do events and whatnot. So a I, community of people selling with stores on Amazon. Is correct. That what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Correct. So um, he had an event coming up in December. I offered him to do a keynote and MC it because I love being on stage and uh, came here in December, did it. And I was like, I'm taking the plunge. Right. So quit my job in January. Um, you know, was working full time in this partnership and, uh, moved here to Jacksonville in May. 
and of 18 of 18 correct and we you know we did we did largely what we set out to do right like we created this um i fostered the his like 15 most successful customers into this like mastermind kind of concept where we would meet every two weeks and we would provide value be it from hey tell us about your business let's all troubleshoot it together and brainstorm or i would come up with some kind of concept that i that i've been like listening to in a podcast or an audiobook and give a presentation on it um and uh you know that as we nurtured those relationships you know, they started being our biggest champions and started promoting our stuff. And, you know, it, it all worked. It all started working really, really great, culminating in this event that we just pulled off where they, you know, like eight of them came to speak about the secrets that they've learned to the rest of the customer base, um, just giving that value out there. And it became a really, really profitable event. Uh, unfortunately, end of November, we got into some hardships uh, as far as he sold on Amazon and had this software that we were growing, kind of funded by the store to a, to a certain extent. And we got suspended on Amazon for a second, caused some cash flow issues, which, you know, created some creases in our relationship that made it pretty obvious right. that, you know, we were just going to go separate ways. Mm -hmm. So left that partnership end of November. Um, before I left Miami, I pulled together my causes and like my, you know, the, the group that the groups that I stewarded as kind of like throwing my own goodbye party um, just because I wanted the opportunity to create my own little TED talk, which I made about the value of networking, how to do it properly and tips and tricks of somebody that's obsessively done it for the last 11 years and has used it to grow his own personal wealth. Right. So and I say this because when I left that partnership in December, um, I decided that I was going to take a 90-day purposeful pause. December 18. December 18. Mid-December 18. I'm taking a 90-day purposeful pause because me, somebody who loves to connect with people, and I'm super pumped about everything I hear about, and I have that. You know, it's good, but it's also my weakness, right? So, like, I fall in love with these paths, and then you can't talk me out of it because I'm so in, right? Um, so I decided that what I needed to do is spend 90 days focusing on my destination instead of the path to it. Right. So I did that. And while doing that, I knew it was going to be anxious. So I booked four conferences to go to uh, in order to do what I love doing best in this time where I am trying to figure out, you know, my next 10 years. Not to stop you, but you said you took 90 days to figure out the destination rather than the path. So to really figure out where you wanted to go and then figure out. the Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Instead of, you know, I've done a lot of like, oh, this looks cool. I'm going to see where this goes. I wanted to say, this is where I want to be. What's the best way to get there? Yeah. Right. So reverse engineer, another Gary Vee model right, <laughs> that he talks about. Um, so, you know, I booked these four conferences and as um, and they're all, you know, the one thing that they had in common was that they're all being organized by a influencer, like a big persona. Right. I booked Gary Vee's conference. Um, in Miami, I booked the, uh, capitalism conference by Ryan Moran, who's a guy that started this, uh, Amazon started a brand on Amazon for yoga mats, flipped it for 10 million bucks four years later, and then started this platform about building up e-commerce businesses, selling them and reinvesting the profits in Dallas. I booked Grant Cardone's 10 X conference in Miami and I booked uh, funnel hacking live, which is Russell Brunson's, uh, you know, yeah. kind of like the G of digital marketing right now. Um, as I started, as I started down the path of these conferences, I started realizing, you know, 
these conferences sell content, right? Like they, they sell you on like, you're going to talk to these speakers, you're going to see these people, you're going to learn all these, all these concepts. And they also lightly sell networking. Some, some, some do, some sell it harder than others, but I rarely see a good quantifiable, um, networking, you know, product that's out there for these conferences and, 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 and what you take home from it. Right. So, the other thing I saw is that most of the people that come to these conferences don't spend a lot of time networking. There are a lot of entrepreneurs. There are a lot of people that are doing their own thing and they're trying to build their business and they're trying to sell. And I've just had, you know, I have the 10,000 hour rule under my belt. I've thought about it deeply enough to make a speech about it. You know, like I have tactics that I employ and, and things that I, that I approach. So 10,000 hour, hour rule as far as what? 10,000 hours of networking. Yeah. 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 So, you know, 10,000 10, hours lot. of networking. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> so, I mean, I, and I say that as, you know, are you familiar with the 10,000? Yes, rule? I am. Okay. okay. Uh, so, Malcolm Gladwell. Is that where that came from? That book? Malcolm Out, Outliers. I, I believe that's what popularize the term. Yeah. Okay. So that's, it was, it was there that's before. What tipped it. I'm, it was not, there before. I'm not sure. Right. I'm just trying okay. not, to, I'm not, I'm trying not to misspeak. Right. But like, <laughs> he is the one that made it part of our common, you know, like yeah. lexicon. Um, so the idea came out of, if I go to these conferences, I, you know, I meet people at a rapid rate and I make, and I know how to make instant connections with people. And I've, and, and if I can follow up with everybody and, you know, have these 20 minute interviews about who are you? What'd you come to this conference for? What kind of people did you meet? What was your take home? How did we meet? Was it helpful? You know, and a couple other big picture questions. I could, I could create this product for conferences where I can come be a keynote speaker and or MC of a conference and network the room where I give, you know, very practical tips and tricks of how to network while you're there so that you're meeting an extra, you know, five to 10 people a day while you're there. And then follow up with all the people that I get to network with, socially lubricate the room as an added value, follow up with the people, and then provide this digital asset that they can use to remarket their conference, the next one, about how valuable the networking is. That isn't just a typical step and repeat of like, oh, yeah, I came to the uh, capitalism conference and it was super cool and I love, you know. So, uh, you know, got all pumped up, but didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and just, just a way to quantify it. Right. So like that popped in my head, basically at the end of the Gary Vee conference, getting to Dallas for the capitalism conference, I already had this in mind and I started pitching it to people, got a really good reception, including from the conference organizer and stuff like that. By the third conference, I was introducing myself as a professional networker and, you know, saying, you know, that, that, that was my way in. And I saw people's eyebrows raise and say, Oh man, you're a professional networker. I want to be in your network. I want to get introduced to people. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so so from the you know from my I, I I don't try to monetize the connections I make with people, right? Even though that's the first step, right? Like I I do have a couple of companies that I represent that I have a deal in place with that I make money when I bring them when I bring them business in the door, but that's not really my goal, right? Like I'm I'm obsessed with providing value, and at the end of the day, networking is really about what value you can provide to others, not what can you get out of it? Cause that's what leads to these like long-term relationships and, and, and these business opportunities. Right. So, um, my customer is the conference, uh, organizer or somebody who wants to go to a conference, really wants to nerd out on the con on the content, feels a little bit weird about meeting people. And they just want somebody that's going to be obsessively making friends with everybody in the room and then bringing them to them. If it makes sense kind of thing. Right. All right. That was, that was good. And it's funny because you, <laughs> you started a while back and I had questions I wanted to deep dive into. And then I had a bunch of questions throughout the thing that I want to get into. So, uh, 
Yeah, we have a lot to talk about from that little segment there. I want to start with this. Um, networking is super important. When I first started, I, uh, I'm very much an introvert. Uh, I like doing stuff on my own. I like being by myself working. Uh, don't necessarily, it's not natural for me to go out and talk to people. So when I got started in real estate, I was doing everything on my own, trying to do everything on my own and failing miserably at it. It wasn't until I realized how important talking to people and meeting people was, I, that I re- things really started to take a turn for me. So what do you tell someone listening to this that is just starting to get into real estate? They want to get into real estate, or it could be anything. They want to get into insurance. They want to start in any sort of field. Um, and what I always tell those people to do is figure out who's doing it in your area and start networking with them, figure out what they're doing, not to copy them, but just figure out what they're doing. You need to know the people who are in the space. What do you say to someone that has never networked before? They've been in a corporate job that they want to leave and, uh, everyone's telling them to go network with people in this new industry. They go to these networking events. They don't know anybody. Everyone's already clicked off in their own little groups. Uh, they're not really comfortable. They don't really know a whole lot about the industry. They're not super comfortable talking to people. What are the first steps they should take um, to become a good networker? Something they should read? What sh- any little tactics they can practice in the room? Who should they be going up to you? What th- should they be saying? Um, just some tips for someone that's uh, just getting started. It doesn't even have to be real estate. Networking in any industry because I think your, your idea is great because networking is important in every single aspect of business. So you, you're not pigeonholing yourself in real estate or insurance or being an agent. So some, some tips to someone just getting started, never networked before. Um, what should they be doing? So this is what I do. So I have a bajillion tips, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Give me um, a few of the of ones that can be directly actionable. So, I would fail this. I would fail the audience if I didn't first say that you need to be fully committed to it. And in order to in order to approach networking, if you're going to a networking event, you're thinking, eh, "I'm gonna go to this networking event. This sucks. Like, I I I I know I'm gonna feel weird or whatever. What That's am I? That's what I thought. What am I gonna get out of it? Like, right? So I like to start with the why, right? And the why to me is that human beings are the quintessential social animal, right? Like nobody took down a woolly mammoth one-on-one. Nobody built a Roman aqueduct by themselves. We didn't get to space one dude, right? So you need to realize that all the great human achievements happen in community. And in order to achieve greatness and, 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 and to do great things, you need to have, like you said, you need to be able to work with people and you need to have a network around you. Furthermore, I like to talk about the concept of a black swan. Are you familiar with that concept? I am from a negotiation book I just read. Is it the same? Great book. Great book. Never split the difference. Yes. So, yeah, there is a investment, a former Wall Street trader, I think his name is Nassim Tlaib, who Mm. wrote a book called The Black Swan, and he espouses this investment strategy. So, for anybody not listening, a black swan is a singular event that changes the course of history 
that you couldn't have seen coming and then later you can rationalize, but either way it completely changed things. And there's positive ones and there's negative ones, right? Positive black swans are the advent of the internet, the invention of the Ford Model T, negative black swans are 9-11, World War One. you know, pretty easy to, 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 to think of negative black swans, right? Um, he talks about an investment strategy about exposing yourself to positive black swans and limiting your exposure to negative black swans. And within that, he talks about how the value of living in New York is the fact that you have to interact with so many people. It's so dense. You're living in this like multifamily housing always and, and, and condos and whatnot. And you're taking public transportation that it increases the chance of you being exposed to a positive black swan via a relationship, right? So networking is one of those systematic ways to expose yourself to a positive black swan, right? Like one relationship can change your life, as I'm sure you know. Ab, I, I attest, I can attest to that 100%. Yes. Sure. So is, is it, yeah, is it worth talking to 2,000 people to get to that one relationship that changes everything? Yeah, I mean, that's a great, I've never heard it said like that before. Absolutely. That's very interesting. Cool. So, you know, that's the why. Like you have to, you have to be conscious that, you know, whether or not you're going there and you may or may not meet somebody that you're going to sell something to today or is going to give you a job today or whatever, you know, you are exposing yourself to somebody that could forever change your life, right? What an interesting way to look at it. So, so that's the why, right? As far as like actionable tips, the number one thing is to approach networking as what can I do for people? Right. And I think that's a really good way to approach life. Right. It's something that I've learned. Right. Like when I am of service is when I feel the best. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that happens to everybody, but if you've never tried it, go volunteer, you know, like go, 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 go do something somewhere that you're doing something completely giving. And you, and you realize that, you know, you have this unique feeling that is a psychological reward. Right. And on top of that, you know, when I used to, when I used to network, when I first started my, my, you know, like networking journey in these in these nonprofit groups I used to think man I'm, I'm here to impress everybody right like who who can I who can I look really cool in front of that thinks I'm the man right like and I found that I was doing a really good job connecting with other guys my age that like sports right so how do you how do you cross that barrier is by not trying to impress people but to approach it from a way of adding value to people and the way that you do that is not by speaking it's by asking good questions Right. So, you know, when you are networking with people, the first approach is, you know, try to try to get the other person to talk about something that matters to them. And once they're talking about something that matters to them, you listen for cues of somewhere that you can add a little bit of value in something that's important to them. Right. Like my 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 go to opening question is what brought you here? right? Instead of what do you do? Instead of like, whatever, it's what brought you here, man. And that works at a networking event. It works at a wedding. It works on the subway. <laughs> like so you've read how to win friends and influence people. I can tell by that statement right there. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty much where that's from. It's a great right? book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Correct. So, so how to, how to win friends and influence people never eat alone Two two yeah. two great books to, to, to really, you know, get all this stuff you know, as a, as a one big package concept. You put it very clearly though, with what to do right there. Ask good questions, listen to what they have to say, input something on what they're interested. I mean, yeah, you're, you're nailing it right now. I feel like <laughs> this is what I do, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, another very actionable So, so that's the how to, right? Yeah. Like, listen, listen for, I, and I, the guy that I, I got this from was a buddy of mine, Oscar Lopez, another, 
Miami guy. Yeah, right? Sounds Obviously. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another <laughs> Miami guy. That's a commercial banker, man. Those guys, that's what they do. Those people, right? Like they, they are networkers. That's all they're looking for. And when I'd be talking to people about myself, I would catch him saying, so how's business? You know, and as a commercial banker, he has a lot of, you know, he has a lot of views into a lot of businesses. And then as people would start talking about their business, he would start being like, oh, okay, well, I have a client that's done this. Have you thought about that? Blah, 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 right? So I started approaching it that way. I quickly realized I don't know that much about all these different businesses. So I started listening to podcasts and listen, you know, the, the, more, the more you invest in yourself and like knowledge of like applicable things, right? I assume anybody that's listening to this is doing that because they're already on a podcast, right? But the Freakonomics podcast, the, um, there's a really good NPR one that I, that I'm completely blanking out on. Right. It's, uh, I forget what it is. Right. But it's all not, things considered. Um, so that's not what I'm thinking about. I've, I've listened to all things considered anyways. This American life. No, no. So that's <laughs> not so much about business. It's, it's more like it's yeah. a, it's an NPR economics podcast. Right. But like these economics podcasts talk about these like findings within businesses, um, that are quantifiable by data ends up being really good, you know, conversation fodder in the business world. And then the more people you ask how's business and the more you listen, the more you get to understand businesses, mm -hmm. right? So like, if you want to approach it from that angle, that's a really good angle. Um, so I started doing it that way, started, you know, kind of getting my own niche and like what I like to talk about realizing that business, you know, I, I've practiced this a lot, right? So like, I, I, I'm trying to give practical advice and I think I'm, I'm starting to get into like more advanced stuff, right? But like you want somebody getting into a pain point, something they're passionate about, you know, some, some, something that they care about, right? And then, and then listen and add value. That is the approach. Tactics. Every networking event, every conference I go to, I am blown away by the amount of people that are in a registration line, in a bar line, you know, kind of like in queue, walking through a lobby to get to the event and nobody's talking to each other, right? Like if you are in line for something at a networking event, turn around behind you and say, hey, what's up? I'm Pablo. Yeah, well, you shouldn't say I'm Pablo, right? But, <laughs> you know, just turn around and introduce yourself and, 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 and get into it, right? Like just get a rep in immediately, right? Yeah. Like as you're walking in, your first chance to make a connection with someone to walk into a room not feeling like an awkward you know big bird i, I just saw a yellow bird right <laughs> like like like, a, like an awkward person just walking in by themselves is chat up the person that's in the registration line in front of you right. and that right there gives you a little bit of confidence you get a little get bit. a rep in i yeah. love that get it's a perfect rep. yeah to me i look at it as reps man yeah it is because yeah. you get numb to it the more you do it it comes more natural because you're right you walk in there like an awkward Big bird. I, I've done it plenty of times because I'm naturally, I'm naturally not like that. You, you seem a little, I mean, you're, you've done it so much. You're a professional at it now, but yeah, that's, that's great advice to just do it. Get yeah. one out of the way. So get one out of the way, right? When you're in, when you're at the bar, you know, get one out of the way. Right. Right. When you are, if, if, if you're at a, for example, your events, right? They're at the, at the country club, right? Like yeah. anybody walking in that door at the same time as you, chances are they're, they're walking to your event. Right. You can immediately open the door for someone. When you close it, you say, oh, hey, are you here for this event? Cool, let's walk and chat, right? Like that's another rep, right? So right there, you are adding bar line, registration line, walking in, holding the door for somebody. You're already adding three people into your reps, okay. right? And, and, and into your potential connections that you can make into your network. Um, <laughs> And the other thing to keep in mind, once you're in that room, once you're in the Big Bird scenario, right, 
there's always somebody else in that scenario, right? That person, you, like think about yourself standing in a room feeling awkward. Anybody that walks up to you and goes, hey, what's up, dude? You want to chat? You're like, oh, God, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so add value. Right. Right. So like anybody you introduce, you have to think that anybody you're introducing yourself to, you're saving them from this like awkward moment of being by themselves. So true. Thinking about whether or not they should be checking their phone or like, <laughs> so should, they, true. should they just go to the bathroom and like sit there or, 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 or whatever. Right. Like, so, so you, you gotta oh, be, you man. gotta be conscious of that. And once you're conscious of that, you become very comfortable just introducing yourself to people. Right. You get very keyed into, there's always somebody in the room looking awkward. Oh, hell yeah. Even if they're across the room, they're looking for people. You're just like, wave at them, bring them over. And they're like, hey, what's up? You know, know, they're very open to you and you've already provided value for them, right? So you're walking in a great door. If you're in an awkward conversation that you want to get out of, there's going to be somebody walking around that you can wave at, bring him in and be like, Hey, what's up, man? This is, this is what we're talking about. Who are you? You know, just saw you by yourself. I, you know, I, I've gotten to the point where I will, if I see somebody doing that, I, I got no problem like tapping them on the back and be like, Hey, what's up? What are you doing? You know, <laughs> because I've real, I've gotten so many reps in that I've realized that every single, every single time you start a conversation with somebody at a networker, you're already providing them some kind of value. And once you get into that mindset, then the awkwardness of the introduction and everything starts going away because it's not about you anymore. And I think that that's what people struggle with when they think about networking. They think, they, they instantly think of somebody that's just like handing out business cards like a poker dealer in Vegas and trying to be like, hey, pitch you, pitch you, pitch you. What do you think about me? You know, so if you if you start, getting that thought out of your head and you start considering yourself a, a provider of value and a helper of people and somebody that's like adding to people's lives by what you're doing, including just introducing yourself to the one person that's feeling awkward, um, then, you know, you're, you're going to progress in, in the skill set because it's reps. You don't get good at anything without practice, right? Man, that's great value. I mean, those are great tactics that people can put into play immediately. That's, that was really good. We had such an awesome conversation with Pablo and Pat that we split this up into two parts. You can find episode 14, part two, wherever you listen to your podcast.